Recording in progress. Hello and welcome to today's random podcast. You're here with me, Benji, the flea. I don't know why I'm calling myself the flea. Maybe it's got something to do with the old radio station used to be. And now alongside me, I've got the one and only Toby, Tobin, Tobias. So which one? <laughs> one of the one of the three. Oh, whichever one you would like. Usually Toby, though. I, I don't know, because I, I, me saying that Toby, Tobin, Tobias kind of sounds like that, that's your full name right there, you know? <laughs> we, we yeah, should well, try- my first name is a last name, so. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's not, like, as bad as Alton John, so, like, having your f- first name as your last name. That's true. That's true. Yes. Well, so- maybe Tobes. You, people usually call me Tobes, so. I genuinely... I do genuinely call you the Tobe. So, I mean, like, I, I like go. that. Yeah. We'll, we'll just call you the Tobe. So maybe we can, like, what, what was the working, um, did, did we have a working title for this, for this random thing that was randomly doing? No. You've given me <laughs> as little information as possible. <laughs> Let's call it, what was it, Benji and the Tobes? Or was it, was that, yeah. uh, the Flea and the Tobes? <laughs> well, Benji and the Tobes. Yeah. There we go. That's our working title. And after five episodes, we'll keep calling it a working title. And we'll say, like, how is it still working title when we're in <laughs> fifth episode? Okay, so <laughs> um, to- the Tobes is a, is a tattoo artist, and he does that for a living he's a masochist really masochist or sadist um i mean when i'm at work definitely a sadist and then and my hobby is more of a masochist really well i, I always get you know confused between the two <laughs> it's like a sadist is the one that likes to do harm and the masochist likes to receive harm yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. on one side and then in my free time i'm boxing Yes, so this is this this podcast between us, Benji and the Tobes, is just literally um, bringing the gay world and the boxing world all together, talking about something <laughs> that's got nothing to do with any of those sides. Um, actually, well, we are talking about more gay stuff today. Just yeah. Da, 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 da. All right. So first gay stuff for today: uh, Heartstoppers. Have you seen it? Yes, I watched all of it in a very short space of time i i think that that's the way to go because heartstoppers is like one of those shows that um i don't know it's with every single gay media that we watch we are subjected to be conditioned to watching we're expecting some sort of bad thing to happen throughout the show like um I'm kissing mm. some guy and oh, look, my mother's talking. Oh no, they're gay. Um, you know, like something like that. And if you compare it with Love, Simon, they did that, but with like some random school kids saw these two kids message each other, but with Heartstoppers, um, there's none of that. Mm, yeah. It was a very, very different take a lot, a lot softer than you're used to seeing and anything. Because we come from the days where, you know, any show about gay queer content had to involve some kind of tragedy or drama, you know. I mean, I feel like it's just a breath of fresh air with this. I mean, like the the most famous, um, without going into like other films like Rocky Horror Picture Show and stuff like that, which uh, I, which I don't want to even go into. 
Um, we're looking at stuff like Brokeback Mountain. It ended with such a bad tragedy, which this doesn't mm. make me want to watch it again. And then like, what, what's uh, what's the other films that we have to compare to? Um, Prayers of Bobby, um, absolutely depressing, depressing film halfway through the show. So uh, movie. Um, so, and even with like films like, what was it? Queer as Folk, which is heavily gay in your face there's like a whole bunch of tragedy throughout the whole thing where heart stoppers it's just lovely dovely and it's age appropriate too mm. and yeah and that, that's the main thing is the main thing is age appropriate because when you look at other things everything um it, with all high school sort of tv shows it's very hyper sexualized where in this gay tv series it's none of that yeah that's true there was i mean you see moments of of intimacy of you know physical touching kissing that Mm. kind of stuff but it's it's all very pg it's all very safe and yeah like you said age appropriate yeah like if you even if like you compare it to like riverdale who like riverdale might have some queer content in there but it's not the main focus um riverdale is hyper hyper sexualized um throughout the whole series and they're supposed they're supposed to be like same age sort of thing and yeah (laughs) in your face boobs breasts they're making out oh look we're running an (laughs) undercover um bar that's under the ground and stuff like that and (laughs) i know that riverdale is probably a bad example because um that i think the whole point of that is a little bit supernatural well not supernatural but outrageous sort of storylines but heart stoppers is like it's you know you can you can show your 12 year old and not be worried about it whatsoever you can show your eight-year-old and you'll not be worried about it whatsoever yeah for sure um what did you um what did you how did you find seeing actors that were playing their age (laughs) (laughs) well uh, well it's funny because like you always see 20 year olds playing um 16 year olds in media so when you actually see 16 year olds playing 16 year olds it's just like oh look how that's such a baby. <laughs> yeah. They look young, right? They, they look super young. It's like, is that, is that the point? <laughs> but no, no, they're actually playing their age. And I, oh, I think also um, a little bit of like a side note is that one of the main, the straight boy that turns out to be gay that plays rugby, spoiler work, is um is the actor from Elton John's uh, Rocket Man is like the one of the children actor of Elton John. Mm, that's right. Yeah, and that, his second, his his first official gay role, but second unofficial, right? Yes, yes, and yeah, and I feel he's never he hasn't come out yet, but I believe from what I've been um, resourcing, he's pretty much on the hetero side of the spectrum, and we say spectrum because you never know how people can be. Uh, later on in life and in fact like um actually we'll talk about that later about the whole spectrum thing with um love victor um but one thing i wanted to point out is uh the heart stoppers depression is that i've been seeing this a lot through trends and tiktok and facebook that people would watch heart stoppers 
and like they feel happy and joy and bubbly about it but like an hour later they get that depression about it do you know much about Mm. that i have heard about that i was luckily lucky enough not to experience it (laughs) i i ended the show the season feeling quite happy and honestly very relieved that nothing seriously tragic happened and I think I think that's mainly because we're both over the age of twelve. I mean, um, we're both over the age of twenty nine. Um, but the thing with the heart stoppers depression is kind of like with boxing in a way. Like with boxing, um, boxers get these depressive moments after they've had a fight, either if they win, draw, or lose, because they build themselves mm. up to. Um, have these fights and then afterwards they've released all that energy and then they hear some depressive moment afterwards because they've had that so much build up to this moment and then where do they go from here as a sudden drop it's kind of like with this with heart stoppers in a way but um it's kind of like happy happy joy joy and then the sudden realization there's no more um there's no more episodes and it's sad and like you build up so much energy of happiness and then you hit a brick wall and then sadness but luckily there's two they're going to be doing two more seasons no matter what so yeah well that's great i'm looking forward to that and maybe we'll get a bit of uh <laughs> the depression at the end of the next season oh yes at least yes. the last one <laughs> well yeah and I, like you know we never know that we might get more seasons after season three so yeah hmm. i wonder how much of that depression might come from the fact that a lot of people especially our age and older were waiting for the horrible thing to happen you know <laughs> and you're you're on the edge of your seat and you're like when is the penny gonna drop and it never did and it and then it's over and you're like it's you know <laughs> so i feel sad also like... <laughs> i feel sad about myself because i had depression moments and they're not having depression and like it, it's another thing like um, i keep on getting told about which is a good actual real um it's almost accurate of like representation in high school because like there are bullies that, mm. and they do have fight scenes and, um, and there's a consistent bully throughout the whole show. So it's a little bit more accurate in high school as well. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely brought me back there. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but the, what I mean is like Skylar was telling me like, he, um, he has cousins, younger cousins that was expecting high school to be great because they watched the show, which I don't think we get in New Zealand called the Grassy. And uh, mm. they expecting high school to be exactly like that because they've watched the Grassy and how high school should be like <laughs> this. And then they come to high school and it's like, high school is shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, no shit. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but the whole uh, heart stop is depression i think noticing it's everyone under the age well i say this but like i you never truly know but the people who are talking about it are tiktokers and facebook people under the age of 21 i'd say mm. younger generations younger generations you know younger gays right. younger queers um there's a story that I was told because Heartstoppers is a graphic novel. And when I say graphic, it's not graphic because, like, you know, they're not <laughs> ripping off each other's shirts or cutting each other off. It's just like graphic, like, and I, what is, there's occasional pictures of their faces of like little, not comics, like less than comics, but 
um, more than just a normal writing book. That's what I mean by graphic novel. Anyway, so like a picture book yeah, for, for big kids. For, well, I guess because it's like I don't think it's in every. I haven't seen the books. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I just know that people are calling it a graphic novel, but like I haven't seen the book. So, but like there's this mm. um, bookstore owner who said that um, I saw this on TikTok, by the way. So, uh, not my not my material. Um, copyright symbol, blah blah blah, trademark, all that jazz. Um, there was a story that uh, these kids got went into the bookstore and saw this uh, Heartstoppers um, book series. And one of the kids said, hey, is that that gay one? The other one. And the other kid said, yes. And the, the main kid said, oh, no, I'm not going to touch that. And the store owner felt offended because they were expecting like some sort of homophobic um, treatment that has come, uh, come out about these books. But then the other kid corrected him, say, "Oh no, no, no one dies in this." And then the heart, um, then that bookstore owner felt relieved because they thought that there was going to be like this homophobic treatment. Mm. But in actual fact, this kid is this doesn't want to read gay content where something bad happens. So it's obviously felt throughout even throughout the multiple generations that they're also expecting it from younger generations in high school as well. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, they would have, they will have been exposed, especially young queers now with access to the internet. They're still going to be exposed to a lot of the same stuff that we were, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. the amount of content is was the further back you go, especially as more and more limited. There's yeah, not a lot of options. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, I I remember back then, like I say back then, I say 2011. I was looking for like gay content there wasn't there's was still not that much there but there, there was still accessible what was it uh it was get real i'm, I'm saying all these um, movies that are like indie movies that are not very well known so there's get real um edge of 17 um where's the world mine no no was that no 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 there was there was, uh, there was another it was like a gay movie that i was constantly to like midsummer night stream coming to life sort of thing um milk harvey milk that was very popular um and mm, yeah. struggling to go beyond that point like those four obviously uh brokeback mountain and rocky horror picture show but after that I, i'm struggling to think more beyond that from um 2011 yeah there's not a lot yeah um, um i just wanted to make a point that well so that any listeners can understand that um, this is no longer the case but back in the day it was actually written into law that um, in a lot of countries I don't know if it was New Zealand it was definitely in the US where if you were producing um, media with gay characters that the gay characters had to involve some kind of tragedy some kind of death <laughs> or loss or it was actually written into law which is why it's been yes so so prevalent, so, so prevalent. it's discussed so you say that in the most ironic way of course um but like of course uh, oh, number seven was press of bobby i was just thinking about that before which makes everyone cry um but mm. yeah yeah it, it's like <laughs> exactly it's like <laughs> it, it, obviously it was written into law for new zealand i don't think we even had lgbt 
films made here in New Zealand until re- oh, I don't know when was the last time oh, I guess Girl uh, the short film Girl made by Mika um, it counts as one but I don't mm. know before before that moment um, and that, that was just recent oh, 2000, um, 2020 um, but yeah I was going to talk about next um, comparing Heartstoppers with Love, Simon and Love, Victor um, and this is quite an easy comparison because have you seen Love, Simon or Love, Victor? No, I haven't actually seen either of those. I'm very interested to hear what you say, though. <laughs> so <laughs> Love, Simon is the movie where Love, Victor is the sequel spin-off TV series to Love, Simon. Um, so Love, Simon is, uh, is the gay white kid who has a very accepting family um, that turns out when he did eventually come out as gay, that they accepted him, even though the father, he didn't struggle with the fact that he was gay. It was more of the fact that he missed out on those moments of finding out that he could have been, he could have been, he could have known that he was gay sooner. And then like, there was other things. It was just the movie overall seemed like it's just a typical white, um, cisgendered gay people there was no not a lot of people of color in the film and it was too perfect um and that and it was great because it was um when it came out it was it was still a great film and still good representation of the lgbt media but it was still too perfect um in ways of how family reacted how friends reacted in the end um and we still got like that whole bad like the bad negative thing that happened where um some random person saw him messaging um some other dude and that's it was an anonymous love relationship between these two people and he that guy eventually outed simon and that was the tragedy of the film so um and yeah overall it just ended up being too perfect so love simon uh, love victor is the TV series, which um, is actually coming out with their third and final season next week. I believe it's next week. I'm so excited. Is uh, is more realistic because it shows a Puerto Rican family that's religious, highly religious, and they you see them go through it and see them how they deal with the sexuality at the end of season two. In season two. So it was actually a better representation of yeah and also not just that but people of color there's more representation everywhere i guess they're still lacking on trans representation in the tv series but even then it was still a step up from love simon yeah and then if you compare yeah. compare that to Heartstoppers, it's um heart stoppers i think ticks every single box in the lgbt spectrum right yeah, yeah it's they really went for diversity yeah yeah big time representation you know not yeah. just diversity but actually representing what a community looks like yeah yeah exactly and earlier i was gonna say the whole um with that actor who played um who played uh alton john uh in the rocket man movie um it's what, what was it? What was I going to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, he, we believe in, in real life he's probably more on the spectrum, in the hetero spectrum side, on the right side. 
uh, on the heterospectrum side. And we say spectrum because um, obviously spectrum and sexuality can be anywhere in between. But if you look at Love, Victor, um, the actor who, who came up, uh, the lead actor in Love, Victor, who is, his name is Victor. <laughs> I don't know who, the actor's name, but he said that he doesn't want to come out now because he doesn't want to get in trouble or be judged or be put in a box later down the line uh, um, for being different in case that his the spectrum for himself um, he believes that he does is attracted or isn't attracted to men later on so that's mm. what i mean by that so he, he even though he is straight he got the whole um sexuality spectrum thing from the beginning so yeah mm, that's interesting a very very careful approach <laughs> well i mean for the years like for a long time you look at actors and um like uh, actors and musicians there's been a long time that uh they stay in the closet and then they get find out the hard way of what happens if you stay in a closet and you get found out like george michael he, he eventually got found out mm. that he is gay and then his career suffered same with ricky martin um clay dakin um and a whole bunch of things but then you look at people like adam lambert who came out straight away as like oh yeah i'm gay and his career actually shoot off because he admitted straight from the beginning saying, Oh yeah, I'm gay, by the way. I'm making out with some random guy, the keyboardist at the uh, American music awards. And like his career soared off from that point. So um, yeah, I guess that's the same thing with like Victor. So yeah. 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 I just realized it'd be a good way to avoid. Oh, what's that? Oh no, go on, go on, go on. I was thinking it'd be a good way to avoid um typecasting as much as you could at an early age as well which would be quite important for actors you know yeah. you, you don't really want to get put into a little corner into a little box when you're just starting out yes yes and like i guess a lot of things these days what people are calling for especially in the lgbt community is that they want proper rep- representation of people who are playing them. So they like, I remember watching this documentary on um, Netflix about um, trans people and um, trans, oh, specifically in trans media. And the main thing is, is that they're looking for trans people to play as trans characters, but not as like per se as the trans person that got murdered on CSI or the trans bad person or the trans villain and like Ace Ventura. And, you know, they, they want um, proper and they want, they don't want cis people playing as trans people and they want actually gay people playing as gay people, trans people playing as trans people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I guess Heartstoppers is also good for is that, that the trans character is actually trans in real life. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you get yeah. such a, you get someone who can bring so much more to the role when you do that. Yeah. All right. I so, appreciate. Yeah. so we've kind of like, um, after realization that, uh, what some people might not, not know, we're just going behind the scenes here is that we're actually using Zoom to actually record this uh, podcast. <laughs> and like, we can't be bothered, um, you know, paying for, we don't want to pay for the free, like the extra, you know, unlimited time. So instead, this is going to be our part one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you can cut it all together, Benji. <laughs> no, no, no. I like this idea. I like having a part one and part two. I mean, like, I right. guess it's like this is part one of the first episode of 
Benji and the Tobes. So uh, there we go. I'm just going to end this and we'll be back in part for part two soon. And in that meantime, you guys should just, just listen to a random song. I mean, I was listening to this random song just before. I can't play too much of it because there's copyright laws. Um, you know that song that's um, on TikTok? The um, Money Don't Jiggle Jiggle. <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't play it. I can't go on from that because then copyright would be like, nope. All right. Um, so yeah, we shall stop now and we'll be back for part two. Have a coffee, have a drink and come back for the next part. So yeah.